The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. You have come to the right place today because you are not going to hear any bad news about what's happening with the stock market or what's happening with Obama's plans to spend trillions or um, anything else, the people arguing in Congress or the budget deficits. No, no, this is the last you'll hear of those words uh, throughout the show. We instead are going to bring you the cure for your money blues. You have... You're about to, uh, I, I know everyone is feeling really down about this. When I was thinking about what to talk about today on the show, I kind of figured what does everyone need most, and they need a cure for their money blues. We all do. No matter how much money we make, you know, the economy affects all of us. So today you are going to get the antidote to your money blues. My two guests will have you smiling by the end of the show, before the end of the show. They are Despina Gerlitis. She is the author of a new book called Not a Guru, and David Kane, the author of another new book called The Short Book on Happiness. Actually, um, Despina's is Not a Guru, One Woman's Spiritual Journey to Happiness, and David's book is The Short Book on Happiness, Transform Your Life in 10 Days. So, we're going to hear about their journeys from some hard times to peace and happiness, and um, they will provide you with some lessons that you can use in your own life and realize that uh, you too can come from some dark times into some, some times that are happier than you were before when you thought you knew uh, that success was where it was at. So welcome to the show. Both of you. Oh, Thank hi. You <laughs> and let's start with you, Despina. I loved um, the back of your book. <laughs> kind of, uh, I, I love the little short description of it. As I climbed the corporate ladder, I met a couple of men whom I married. The first marriage lasted only a year, for he soon started talking about children and leaving the city. The second marriage, however, lasted seven years because it was a good partnership and so on. <laughs> At this point, you're probably not liking me very much, um, and so on and so on. I'll let you tell it instead of just reading the back of the book, but it's just, it's a very captivating story. So start at the beginning, please. Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Well, I will start with uh, something that sounds familiar, which is hard economic times. Uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll start before that, and then, and then we'll move right through that to to the happy ending. Um, so I'm uh, of Greek descent. I was born in New York, and all my life I really just wanted to succeed, and I was a good student, and so I went to New York University and got an MBA on a scholarship, not because I liked business, mind you. I really didn't know much about business, uh, but I read in Cosmopolitan at the time that MBAs were the new degrees, <laughs> it was back in the nineteen, you know, mid nineteen seventies, and that very few women were going for MBAs. And I was also a women's liver at the time. And I thought, well, I can do this. And uh, and so I got my MBA, and then went out into the business world, and you know, did what I was supposed to do. Worked hard, moved up the corporate ladder, and never left a job until I had a job. All the right things. And then along the way, I uh, I did. I married a couple of times, and one was uh, it was kind of I was actually pretty young, and it was more an influence of my culture, I think, and my uh, parents. I found a nice Greek man, but I didn't really want those values. You know, I I didn't want a house with a white picket fence and children, and. Um, and I, I guess well, I was that because um, you saw that as sort of a trap, um, something that would keep you from climbing higher on the ladder of success. 
Yeah, it was for me. I'm, uh, I, I don't have that much energy and I don't really believe that you can have it all. Well, you can if you really know what you want. And I just, for some reason, just didn't have that maternal instinct. So it's a really good thing that I wasn't influenced by what society says. You know, I really followed my heart on that because I, uh, you know, I was a good student and I, I liked the mental stimulation and just really have never been the motherly type. And, uh, and, and, and so I, I followed this path of, you know, what success meant. I was the first in my family to go to college and then, of course, to graduate school and, you know, they were all happy with me. And, and then, you know, the second husband, I, I married him because I knew uh, we would be a good match in the sense that we both really wanted to be successful. Um, he he's a, you know, was and still is a brilliant man and um, uh, I knew he was going to do well, which he did. And so we had a marriage that was a fun partnership. We helped each other with work. We did a lot of shopping. This was now in the <laughs> 80s. We were super yuppies. And I got to the point where I was about, I guess, 37 years old, and I had achieved everything that I had dreamed of really beyond that when I, you know, was uh and, you know, thinking about what I wanted to do. I, you know, yes, you had a I, house I, in the Hamptons, and I'm from New York, too, originally, <laughs> and I know that that's a status symbol. Everybody in New York wants to have a house in the Hamptons. A house in the Hamptons, listen, with a, a tennis court and a swimming pool, and I don't play tennis, and I don't <laughs> know how to swim. <laughs> but it was a good, uh, you know, it was a good status symbol, and it was great to get away from the city, had the great apartment in the city, had the successful husband, and and uh, the successful job, huge uh, office uh, with you know three windows up on the twenty fifth floor, all the trimmings, and I was really, I was really unhappy. I was really unhappy. I would get depressed Sunday nights. You know those Sunday night blues uh-huh. that when you when you oh, yeah. know you have to do something the next day that you really don't want to do. And Monday mornings it was like, oh, if I could only just be sick and stay home and read a book. And you know, at the time, I didn't even realize that um, that was unusual. Uh, that 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 really isn't the way life is supposed to be. You know, I know now in hindsight that you know we're not meant to to just you know struggle and go to work and 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 do what's hard for us and in order to be successful and to have a good life. Well, maybe to be successful, but not to be happy. That success was getting uh, in the way of happiness. And uh, well, when it all of a sudden, one day, one day it all fell apart, um, and that was at the time really bad news. But really, in hindsight, it was the best news. I mean, first, my marriage fell apart, which it was fine. I mean, he had been a good husband, and it was really a partnership. And he found someone else who wanted children, and. Um, you know, in hindsight, he, he did what was right for himself, but it was a huge shock at the time uh, because we never fought. We never had problems. We were, you know, in total agreement for a while that success was the main goal. But then I also lost my job, and that that was, well, as painful, maybe even more painful uh, for me. And... Um, and that was really the beginning of, I'd say, my spiritual journey. And I think... Could, could I just to... interrupt you for a minute? Did, oh, did you lose your job because of downsizing, or what happened? Well, it, well, it, it was in a few parts. One, I realized that I, I had had a, I'd been working for a record company for about 11 years and was bored there, and, uh, and so I thought I, I, I would change work and uh, go to a different company and start fresh. And uh, it was, so I went to a really small company, and that was downsized. They mm. were going through hard times, and also I just realized it wasn't the right fit. And at the time, it really wasn't about survival. I, yeah, I had enough savings to get me 
through even a couple of years at the time, I thought, you know, I'd be fine, but it was uh, more about my identity and who was I? Who was I if I wasn't the vice president? And who was I if I didn't have this place to go to, this office every day? And what would I do with my time? And what would people think of me, you know, living in Manhattan when, you know, everyone's working in the middle of the day. All I saw were nannies with <laughs> homeless people in New York. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. That went by quickly. Um, we do need to take a break, but we'll come back with you and the nannies <laughs> in a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. I'm, all, I'm sure you'll all uh, keep listening to hear the rest of this journey. Um, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. We're talking today, bringing you the cure for your money blues, and uh, we'll be right back, so stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Keeping families together whole and healthy is sometimes a serious challenge to parents. And when there's a crisis, where do you turn for help? Right here, The Parents' Hour with Dr. Arlene Kerman, an open and frank forum covering both legal and social issues surrounding our kids. Tune in for The Parents' Hour with Dr. Arlene Kerman every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Radio Network. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. Now I want to get right back into it. We're talking today about the cure for your money blues with my guest, Despina Gerlitis, the author of Not a Guru, One Woman's Spiritual Journey to Happiness. And David Kane, who we'll hear, who we'll be hearing from soon, he wrote a book called "The Short Book on Happiness: Transform Your Life in Ten Days." So, before the break, um, we were <laughs> down in the dumps with Despina. Despina, down in the dumps with Despina. I, I like alliteration. <laughs> alliteration. Yes. Um, okay. So there you were with the nannies in the park because you lost your job. 
I lost my job, and 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 uh, and then what happened was, you know, I also went through the money, and uh, and I realized I I, I didn't want to go back to work, not you know what seemed to be normal and uh, early on uh, now is seeming to be abusive. I, I was actually getting used to waking up when I had gotten enough sleep and looking, reading books and walking through the park and. Uh, you know, going to the movies when I felt like it, but I I was going through my money, and finally, it's amazing how quickly you can go through it when you're not earning an income, mm-hmm. and I had to make uh, some tough decisions, and to my surprise, I, I realized that um, I, I didn't want to be in New York anymore. Uh, it, it just, I didn't want to work in the corporate environment in New York. I... Um, and I had a, a had a co-op apartment that um, would earn you know a pretty good price, and so I sold it, got a nice nest egg, and moved moved to California. But um, I, I'm not going to go into all uh, uh, all the details. But I kind of lessons keep spiraling and things keep happening, and so. It, I lost a job again. I, I, I seem to have gotten back into the cycle of getting a job in San Francisco with an advertising agency, uh, you know, having the Sunday night blues, leaving that job, the Internet crashing, and uh, so really finding myself uh, back in, like, 2001, 2002, having gone through all my money in an economy that had become really depressed, not being able to find another one of those high-paying jobs, uh, the money having run out, uh, and still having a lifestyle that I was trying to support, you know, a high rent, a lot of stuff, and and really at a point where I didn't know what I, I was going to do. Um, and it really, it, it, you know, it felt like death. And so I talk about this in, 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 in my book, Not a Guru. It's like there, there, there are things that come up. There's depression that comes up. But, you know, don't take Prozac for that. Depression is there for a reason. It's a messenger that something's really wrong. Better to, you know, what I found from my journey, better to hit rock bottom and then tell the truth to yourself. You know, why am I so unhappy? And so what happened um, was I was freaked out and kind of huddled watching TV, which is what I do when I'm, 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 I'm really stressed and don't know what to do, eating a lot of chocolate, channel surfing, and, um, and saw a man on TV with a big smile and talking about uh, something spiritual that I wasn't quite understanding in the beginning, so I stopped to listen, and that's um, that. That was the beginning of a deeper spiritual journey. Because what he was saying, he was asking someone, you know, what do you really want? You know, if it was with your dying breath, what is it that you really want? And uh, you know, I realized, my God, I can't get a you know a job uh, in the business world because that's not what I really want. You know, and 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 uh, he talked about freedom. He talked about telling the truth, not just to everyone else, but to yourself. Finding out what you really want, and uh, and about, I guess he, he he said putting all your eggs in one basket. You know, we all have so many desires, but put it into one really true desire. And for me, that was the desire for truth and the desire for freedom. And so. That started my spiritual journey, and so my book is like there's part one, which I call Breaking Through the Material Trance, the belief that you need to be on a treadmill and success-driven to be happy because, well, I did all that and was miserable, and then following, uh, finding a different way and following a spiritual teacher, which in the beginning it was so nourishing. Uh, but that also, uh, the medicine became a poison because, um, again, I was looking to some outside source. And so part two of my book is, is about breaking through the spiritual trance um, because it's all the same thing. First half of my life or, you know, first two-thirds of my life, I was pursuing material goods and success and what society tells me will make me happy didn't. 
And then, and, and, and then for, you know, about 10 years, probably more, I was pursuing enlightenment and awakening and giving my power, uh, okay, not to society, but to a spiritual teacher who I thought was going to give me something. Mm-hmm. And that all fell apart. And my book is called Not a Guru for a few reasons. One, because I think, especially if you live in California, there are way too many gurus. <laughs> Yeah. that we're giving our power away, again, to someone out there when we really need to turn inward and see what what is true for ourselves. And what, okay, so what did you, so you, through this journey, you finally came to the conclusion that, well, first of all, did you, I mean, how did you support yourself in the end, or how are you supporting yourself? Oh, my God, that, that's been a journey in itself, you know, it was, was a survival. Well, there was no way I could get one of those big six-figure jobs. Uh, in the business world after the Internet crashed, given what I was doing. But then, you know, these, these other things showed up that I actually loved doing, and they didn't feel like work. For example, I always wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't do that because, you know, teachers don't get paid well, and I wanted to be successful. Well, gosh, in Marin, I found out I could tutor students in math and earn $100 an hour because I was a really good tutor, and... I started teaching and had flexible hours. And then I edited uh, one of the books of my spiritual teacher, and lo and behold, I found out that I was a really good editor, and editing work started coming my way, which I enjoyed. And finally, uh, well, not finally, because you know, there's always more, but my spiritual teacher offered me a job at his foundation and so I, I got to, you know, for a while, do what I loved to do, something I was passionate about, which for me was supporting people who were coming, who were finding themselves, who were finding their spiritual journey. Um, uh, what I do now, I work for uh, a huge uh, company. Uh, I, I work for Cisco Systems, and I'm a, a contractor, and I do data analysis uh, to pay the bills as my day job as a contractor, and, but I have enough free time and I have three-day weekends where I can write my book, I can promote it, and I can follow uh, this this passion that I have. Oh, and I enjoy the other work, too. That's a great story, and that's a very, uh, I'm sure that's giving a lot of people a lot of hope, you know, you where we, we tend to pigeonhole ourselves and think that if, if the job that we have is suddenly taken away, um, there's nothing else we can do. And, you know, you're a great example of, of things, as you said, coming into your life, you know, attracting things that really were things that you were more passionate about to begin with or things that you didn't know that you could do. And, um, and that's a wonderful story. Um, David, we're almost at a, at a commercial break. David, before yeah. we uh, start with your story, do you have any comments on what Despina was saying? Well, I, you know, I, I think... What Despina was saying uh, regarding, you know, some of the difficult experiences that she's had and how she's turned those into, um, you know, wonderful opportunities in her life, it really, you know, shows that you know, there's a silver lining in, in tragedies that happen if we're ready to see these. And, you know, if we see these, we can grow from them. And if, if not, they're just, you know, other bad things in our life. And it's just amazing how if we're open and ready to seize opportunities, even if they are, uh, you know, bad things that might be happening in our, in our life, we can transform ourselves and, and, and you know, become you know, the people that we really, uh, you know, want to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, I, the one trick for that is to not get so mired in, in depression and paralysis from depression that you can't see these silver linings or opportunities that are coming because you're just feeling so bad about yourself. And I think that's where so many people are stuck these days. It's true. When you get stuck in, you know, a, sort of a, uh, you know, uh, with worry and fear and, and focusing on, you know, what's going to happen next in my life or, you know, dwelling on things that, you know, you, you know, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas or, you know, past mistakes and failures, what you do is you clutter your mind up with all these things and, and you, you, you can't, Focus on what you can create or what you can do with your life to move to where you want to move to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and there's certain things that I've learned that we can do uh, uh, straightforward through simple techniques to start to, you know, 
remove that clutter and, 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 and stay focused on what can I do now to improve my life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll be um, hearing about, uh, about your journey after we take this break. Um, <laughs> perfect timing. Okay. <laughs> well, good. Um, we do need to take a break. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guests are Despina Gorlitas, the author of Not a Guru, One Woman's Spiritual Journey to Happiness, and David Kane, the short book on happiness, Transform Your Life in 10 Days, and we're helping you cure your money blues. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, bringing you today the cure for your money blues. My guests are Despina Gorlitas. She's the author of Not a Guru, One Woman's Spiritual Journey to Happiness, and she just shared with us her fascinating story of uh, of going from what her original picture of success was, reaching that pinnacle, to now finding success on her own terms and not not uh, believing in what society says is success or what a guru says is success. And now we're going to hear David Kane's uh, story, the author of the short book on happiness. So, David, tell us um, why you went on this journey. What happened in your life that made you go on this journey for happiness to begin with? Sure. Thanks, Dr. Carroll. Um, <clears throat> you know, similar to what um, uh, some of the things Despina experienced in her life, you know, I grew, I grew up in a, in a relatively uh, affluent household, and, and um, you know, my father always pushed me to... 
uh, focus on being materially successful one day. You know, he he was very materially successful, but not, um, you know, he was never a, a happy man. And and when I was when I was young, um, you know, I I saw that, but you know, I, I really thought you know, it was my dad. He was telling me this is what I need to do, and this is what success is all about. And I I really strived to uh, you know please my dad. Uh, one thing, and um, and second, you know, the way I was brought up and the way I learned. Uh, the definition of success was was to make a lot of money, and you know he would say things to me like, you know, one day you're going to be worth fifty million dollars. You know that that's the kind of sort of uh, dialogue we would have, and 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 so you know I went and I got my MBA, you know, and I uh, I got a master's degree in finance, and and I hated finance, but I thought that was the right thing to do to uh, succeed in life and and, and grow and and um, you know grow along along the corporate lines and. And, you know, I, I got a good job and, and became uh, fairly successful. And then what happened is that um, a lot of the self-esteem issues that I had developed as a child um, as a result of, uh, you know, the way uh, sort of my father was raising me and, and so forth and always wanting to please him um, uh, really uh, uh, became problematic for me. And, and, and I'm an alcoholic, and uh, I started drinking very heavily at the time, and, and uh, uh, getting into drugs and so forth, and and uh, it, it ruined me at the time. It was about 15, 16 years ago, and, and so I lost my job. I was unemployable. I, I even though I had the MBA, I had um, no money. My wife was getting ready to leave. I was bankrupt, and and you know, pretty much lost everything. It's interesting and, because you sort of passive aggressively sabotaged your success, you know, because of your anger towards your father. That's absolutely that. It's definitely that. That's a huge part of it, and, and that plus, um, you know, also having you know the disease, disease of alcoholism, you know, combined with um, you know a lot of the uh, the inner struggles I was experiencing, <clears throat> and so you know, fortunately, I, I got involved in the program of Alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous, and. And, um, and and I got sober, and that was in May of 1995, and I've been sober since. And and, and that was, you know, a, a wonderful turning point in my life. But what happened is that, you know, I, I got back in corporate America, and, and I started doing real well, and I became, I was still pursuing material success. Even though I was sober now, I was able to keep it together, and, and I made, you know, a lot of money, became very successful, went up the corporate ladder, but over the years, you know, I was searching for happiness, and I still wasn't happy. I was still, there was still something missing in my life. And um, <clears throat> just a couple of years ago, uh, I experienced some, some uh, tragic events in my life. I became uh, a very ill with Lyme's disease. It was very uh, advanced, and, 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 and uh, that, as, as well as a few other uh, illnesses, and and then my daughter had a serious car accident at the same time, and she ended up in shock trauma. She's fine now, but it was uh, it was touch and go for a while, and it was it was very serious. And in addition to that, what I've always wanted to do was was uh, have a coffee shop. That's what I really <laughs> wanted to do my whole life. Not become a finance, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, corporate um, executive. And so I decided to leave my job. And finally, you know, take the risk and pursue my dream of, of, of doing a coffee shop chain. And uh, when I left, uh, the economy fell, you know, uh, uh, plummeted, and uh, I lost all my money and these other things, my daughter's accident, my illness, and so forth. All this stuff happened uh, right around the same time. And so here I was, uh, you know, what do I do? And, you know, and, it, and so during that time is when I wrote this book, the short book on happiness, because what I discovered through all of these tragic events, is that if I'm open to it, these can be the greatest transformation in my life, and I can grow and end up doing what I really want to do with my life. And, um, and, and you know, at the end of the day, um, I've learned that if the Dow falls below 7,000, if my retirement account's plummeting, um, regardless of my material success, these things are not my identity. And, you know, if I go back to, like, Abe Lincoln, for instance, and we know he had a lot of pressure on him when he was uh, doing his thing, he said that we are as happy as we make our minds up to be. And what I've mapped out in my book is, um, you know, starts with taking back our minds. And I, I found that, you know, I read so many self-help books and so many, <clears throat> I tried so hard to find, you know, find myself. And what I found is that I don't have to find myself, I'm here already. And if I really start to think in a new way uh, using positive affirmations and practice 
things like forgiveness and gratitude, generosity, uh, start to learn to meditate, strengthen my faith, um, I can really take control of my mind and my life and move towards doing what I want to do. And I like to say that, um, you know, we, we accept where we are but know where we're going. So, you know, there's certain things I need to do right now to make an income and so forth. But well, wait, I, wait. Up, you lost. Huh? So what, did you ever open off the coffee shop? I, I, I didn't yet. I've got the trademark. I'm moving that direction, and I am going to open it. Um, right now I am, you know, doing some corporate-related contracting and so forth, but that's okay because, you know, I'm moving in a good direction, and I know where I'm going, and I'm accepting what I need to do now to get me to where I need to go as opposed to resisting it and despising it every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm practicing, you know, a new way of thinking that, that has really um, has, has transformed me into a person that, uh, you know, happiness is an inside job. And, and I know, um, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, who I am uh, and where I'm going, and I'm happy and comfortable with who I am today as a result of doing certain things. And that's just a complete, you know, 180 from where I was, you know, a couple of years ago. And when you, um, when you quit your job, um, was your father still alive? I mean, what did he have to say? He was not. He passed away uh, about 12 years ago. And so he wasn't around when I, when I uh, you know, made that uh, change a couple of years ago. But I think, you know, I, I think he would be, um, uh, I think he would have looked at that as something that was probably uh, not smart to do mm-hmm. uh, because I was taking too much risk and uh, I would be, um, you know, uh, giving up my ability to uh, have a good retirement and earn a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I guess when he died and, and he hadn't, I presume, still found happiness, that was probably even more of an incentive for you to find it. It really was because, you know, my father was, um, you know, he, he really was uh, a wonderful man. You know, he had a big heart, but he just didn't know um, what he needed to do to find happiness because he was in a search mode too. But, you know, he, you know when he passed away, he... Um, I saw that, and, and actually, he had made a lot of money. He became a multimillionaire, and then when he passed away, um, at that time, too, the economic the economy had downturned, and uh, uh, he ended up going bankrupt and losing everything. Huh. And he passed away, um, uh, you know, he, he wasn't happy, you know, at that, at that time. And, um, you know, so uh, to your point, yes, um, for me that was you know, uh, a huge inspiration um, to uh, start trying to pursue the path that uh, that I really wanted to take. But it took a number of years of searching to really come to where I'm at now to, to really have, um, you know, found it's really not that complicated to become happy. It just takes, you know, some consistent, uh, diligent practice uh, of certain things. You know, it's interesting. You both came to some similar conclusions of, of it not being about what's out there, whether it's money or whether it's, you know, um, what society says success is, or uh, it's really about finding something inside. That's right. And, you know, and it, there's nothing wrong with material success. It's wonderful, you know. But if, you know, for me, I've learned that if I attach myself to material things, then my happiness will just fluctuate with those things. It's like mm-hmm. the Dow. You know, the Dow goes mm-hmm. up, I'm happy. If it goes down, I'm not. And it can't be that way, you know. And, for me, happiness is, you know, being um, uh, uh, comfortable with where I'm at right now, um, really, you know, knowing that all things are going to be well, and, you know, it's evidenced by, I think, uh, an absence of worry and fear, uh, an ability to focus on the present moment, and high self-esteem. And I had low self-esteem for years, and now it's, it's, it's very high, and that's because, you know, I've, I've made a decision, made a choice to be happy and to do certain things. And and I think that this, you know, what you call self-esteem is this confidence that comes from knowing where true security comes from. And I think that we both found, and I think what a lot of people are going to be finding, is that if you look for security out there in a job, in in your savings, in a pension, in anything, mm-hmm. uh, that could 
go away in the blink of an eye. And so you turn around, and this journey is about finding out where true security is, which is within, and that doesn't get taken away. And, and as you said, you, you know that it's all... It's all going to be okay, but not necessarily the way you think it's going to be okay. It's like there is a master who is writing the script of my life is how I feel, and I show up for it, open, and, oh, sometimes I need to follow a different direction, but I wind up in places... Oh, far better than I could have ever imagined. That's exactly right. I think, and you've got a great point there because... You know, the, the irony of, of so much of this is once I can say, you know, I've got, this is my mind, it belongs to me. I'm going to take ownership of it, and I'm going to tell my mind what to think. <laughs> it's not going to tell me what to think and what to worry about. And once we, once at least for me, I decided I'm not going to worry about money, I'm not going to worry about, you know, material success, I'm not going to worry about what others think of me, I, I began to feel so good about myself my head was so clear, then wow, then I started to be able to create things in my life that can make me money and, and, and can take me where I want to go. And um, it's just amazing how it works. Yes, that's a very good point because, um, you know, so, so many people are, are just uh, letting all the headlines um, block them from thinking about anything else. That's right. So, um Okay, we'll come back with uh, more of these revelations to help you. The cure for your money blues. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, bringing you indeed the cure for your money blues with my two guests, Despina Gerlides. She's the author of Not a Guru, One Woman's Spiritual Journey to Happiness, and David Kane, the short book on happiness, Transform Your Life in 10 Days. And um, we, both of you have been so incredibly inspirational. I mean, you, you 
walk your talk. It's it's so authentic um, that uh, clearly, you know, the advice that you're that you've that you've lived, the things that you've learned through your journey are really worthwhile for all of us. Let me, um, David, why don't you give us some um, closing remarks during this last segment and, and then Despina. Sure, thanks. <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, one, one thing I think is important uh, for, for me certainly is that you know, no matter where you are in your life now, you deserve to be happy. And you know, no matter what's going on you know, around you, no matter what your current circumstances are, there are some simple techniques and, and, and you know, exercises and things you can do to improve the quality of your life and start you know, uh, improving your self-esteem. And maybe if your self-esteem is high, you can increase it. If you're already happy, you can become happier. But there's always a way to, to improve the quality of your life. And, and for me, you know, I, I mapped out, uh, like I mentioned, I, you know, I've, I've read a lot of books and, 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 you know, experienced a lot of things in my life. And, and, and what I, you know, uh, sort of reduced this to is, is really an instruction manual on how to become happy. And uh, for me, it's, you know, starting to, you know, take back my mind and, and just decide, listen, this mind belongs to me, and regardless of what's happening, you know, uh, you know, my identity is not my back bank account. The Dow Jones is not, is not my identity, and and these things can, you know, happen externally, but internally I can be happy if I start to think positively. And one way to do that is the use of positive affirmations. So, you know, if if I have problem with self-esteem, I can start to, you know, repeat to myself silently each day, you know, for 10 or 20 minutes, you know, um, I love and respect myself. Or fear of other people uh, have influenced, you know, uh, my life or your life, and, and you make decisions based on what others might think of you. Um, maybe I am the only approval I need. That helped me a lot because I, I did have a lot of concern about, you know, how people saw me. And today I don't through practicing a different way of thinking about that, um, overcoming worry and fear as well. You know, practicing, um, you know, positive thought uh, can really help you reduce that uh, worry and fear and, let, let me just sort of, since we're running out of time, let me just um, um, sort of explain. David's book um, has day one to day ten, and then day eleven and onward. But day one to ten are specific things. You know, taking back your mind, as he was saying, is day one. Day two, positive affirmations. Day three, forgiveness, and so and so on. And um, and so each of these um, techniques uh, that you can master. And that you can begin to master in any in any case in the first ten days, and then of course continue to practice um, are the ways to happiness that he has discovered and obviously has put into practice. Despina, what are your closing thoughts? Okay, well, um, I I like what David is saying in terms of that manual approach. People can follow that. So I'm going to take the bird's eye view and basically just say that you cannot get to happiness by pursuing happiness. At best, you're pursuing pleasure, and that's not it. Because happiness is, is a byproduct, and it's a byproduct of knowing what you want for yourself, not what anyone else is telling you what you want, telling the truth about it, telling the truth about what isn't working in your life. First, you tell the truth to yourself. Then you have the courage to tell the truth to others. And then you're free, and then you can get to happiness. It's just a byproduct. Uh, and so I could say, you know, a four-word sentence uh, for my recipe for happiness, and it is do not betray yourself. And do not betray yourself means you, 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 you follow what gives you joy. You follow your passion. You follow what your heart is telling you to do. And you tell the truth, and that is regardless of the consequences, regardless of what your boss thinks, society, your parents, your husband. Uh, and so it takes a lot of courage. What I will say is you have to be very courageous to really go for happiness because I'm not talking about happiness at a superficial level. I'm talking about a deep-seated joy, as David is too, which is there with you constantly. And um, I think uh, I think that's it. 
And, you know, and, and it comes across that you both really have found it, perhaps in slightly different ways, but some of the things are similar in terms of not uh, trying to please the exterior, exterior people and, and what society tells you, but there, you kind of got there in, in slightly different ways. And they're both, uh, obviously, they both work. So let me give out um, uh, websites for each of my guests. Of course, you can buy their books on Amazon. Uh, for Despinas, it's um, apparently there's a little glitch, so you have to order the hardcover one, don't not the soft cover. Um, and her website is Despina D E S P I N A D E S P I N A. It's actually D E S P as in Peter yes. I N A. Yes, that's what I was saying. Oh, I'm sorry, because sometimes people think it's Destina. Yes, yes, like Destina. Okay. D-E-S-P is in Peter, I-N-A dash notaguru.com. And David's is davidcanebooks.com, and Kane is C-A-N-E. Um, again, the books are for Despina Gorlitas. It's Not a Guru, One Woman's Spiritual Journey to Happiness. And David Kane, the short book on happiness, transform your life in ten days. And you see, this is it. You're you're done, uh, folks. <laughs> you have uh, you now have the tools, the secret to finding happiness. And uh, in in both of these um, journeys, both of these journeys led to kind of the same place: a deep joy, a deep happiness. And it isn't about whether the Tao is going up or down. If you if you have the security and joy inside of you. So I'd like to thank you both for sharing your stories and um, yeah. giving us hope that uh, indeed, indeed, this is the kind of thing that people need to listen to instead of. I mean, it doesn't really matter. In, in another year, it's not going to matter whether the Dow went up or down today. I promise you. So this is this is a lot more important. And please go to their websites and. Um, and and get their books and and think about all of this and you can play this again you can uh, play this in the archives again and listen to it as well so thank you all for listening I'm glad that I was able to help you cure your money blues and now uh, go out and search for happiness within so see you next week <laughs> you're welcome thanks very much for having me today you're very welcome thank you all for listening you've been listening to Dr Carol's Couch and I'm your psychiatrist host. Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.